Welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. Today is Monday, January 17th. Uh, Jordan and I are sitting, we're in the same spot we were in last week. We're in Jordan's room at Kudzu. You like this spot, don't you? Well, you got a couch in here. I don't have a couch in my room. This is a studio. So I don't want to. This is my studio. Sure. I mean, it, we could do it in my camp room, but then we'd have to both sit on my bed and that'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a rocking chair and a couch. Yeah. And that couch reclines, by the way. You have to be farther away from the wall? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a Bo Blissett couch. Yep. Um, did we ever tell about, can we talk about Bo's success that he had? His buck? Yeah. Yeah, we can. We? I think we talked about it. He got. Yeah, we talked about it on last episode. He got one. We did? <laughs> yeah. Slipping my mind. Yep. Um, okay, things to tend to. First and foremost, thank you all for coming and listening again every week. It really does mean a lot. Another thing that means a lot that we ask about try to ask about it often i forget sometimes first and foremost on that is they are now allowing ratings on spotify spotify podcast if you haven't used it yet there's still a there's a surprising number of folks out there that use spotify and they also listen to podcasts and it's like they don't realize that you can do all of it on spotify yeah so um uh, and for the longest time, all the ratings and reviews and comments and everything happened primarily on Apple Podcasts or YouTube or Google Podcasts because we're on all of those platforms as well. Um, Spotify does not have where you can write a review in, but you can go and um, leave a rating. Another thing I found out, because I had a few folks message in, uh, which was awful kind of them, and they were like, look, we listen to it on Apple Podcasts. But and when we went to our Spotify app, we couldn't rate it. And so what it does, like if someone's listening to it primarily on Apple Podcast and they've never listened to a single episode on Spotify, mm-hmm. like you can't rate it. it it's it, it, like a thing pops up and says, "We're you know, uh, you haven't listened to this show yet. Listen to an episode or two and then come back and give it a rating." So it kind of has it. Give it a true rating. Yeah. So like, I can't just get my mom's phone which that's that's a bad example because mom listens to every episode thanks mom but uh, you know i couldn't just get a random person's phone and pull up and give ourselves a five-star rating it has to yeah listen to a few episodes for that you, to work you can't pad the numbers you cannot pad the numbers or not as well as you as you could but please if you do uh listen on spotify take five seconds and give us a rating um and also, don't stop giving us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. And then also, we're on Google Podcasts and all that other stuff. Um, I think that's it as far as that goes. Now, we're making a big announcement today. Yeah, yeah. You want to do that now or at the end? Uh, we can do it now. Do I mean, it now. There no sense in getting people, leaving people yeah, waiting. That's they what may I not want to listen to us and for it, 30 minutes. And it would be extra, like, like inconsiderate too to almost say it and then not say it to yeah. the end so okay this is what we've alluded to this for the past three or four weeks said we had something coming we couldn't announce it yet we've just we don't we, we honestly we still don't have all the details finalized well they'll come out the closer we get to the event but we are doing something this upcoming february that we have never done in the history of this podcast and that is we are holding a speak the language podcast live event in starkville at rick's mm-hmm. so we're gonna it's gonna be us uh jordan and myself and then the boys from Sp- spring legion hunter and austin we are going to on wednesday 
February the 23rd. We're going to be at Rick's in Starkville from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to do a live podcast event. We're going to do a Q&A. We're going to do a whole bunch of giveaways at the end. There's going to be... And like, if, if y'all want, Lake will bring his guitar and sing a lullaby. No, he will not. Lake will not do that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Please let us know if you want Lake to put on a little acoustic show. Literally no one is going to comment in for that. Yes, because they, they will. Know. Anyhow. Everybody wants to hear the Jimmy song. I thought about, I thought about when we get out there getting you to run out like you're some sort of rock star i thought i thought i might do it but i wouldn't get enough applause but if you did do it we, do we get a uh a walkout song i don't know mm-hmm. i hadn't thought that far into it this is serious like for y'all that are listening um hopefully if you're in the area at all you would like to come please come um but this is i mean i'm very excited we, we started working on this last february you remember we were yeah we talked about it. I was like that'd be pretty cool yeah now and it's then coming to just light. all pieces falling into place and all that stuff so anyhow so Wednesday Fe- February twenty third Wednesday February twenty third six p.m. at Rick's in Starkville yeah gonna be a good time and if you don't know where and what that is just Google it yeah Rick's Cafe Starkville Mississippi it's a man the the reason that I'll, and I'll, I'll go into this as well kind of the reason that we chose starkful to be the first place to to try an event like this is for whatever reason since we've started this podcast we have always our our analytics and our number of listens downloads whatever have always like grown peaked skyrocketed when we start talking about turkeys yep not i mean i can guess why that is but that's neither here nor there. I just know that that's what happens. I also know that there is a pile of turkey hunters in Starkville, Mississippi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, our, our good friends at Mossy Oak are just up the road in West Point. They're going to be there. Um, Onyx Hunt. I, I don't know if Onyx Hunt's going to have any representatives there, but we're going to. when I talk about giving stuff away, I don't know what Mossy Oak is going to have. Um, and we might have more giveaway stuff come to the forefront. Uh, I know we're going to have – so Anthony at our CNC shop, y'all, y'all have heard us talk about our custom meal shop. We're going to get a couple – I know box calls made, like Mississippi State type box calls. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. Again, that's part of those details that will come out. But we're going to have some of that stuff made that's going to be giveaway items as well. Um, and then as far as Onyx goes, I think we're going to have some Onyx T-shirts. We're going to have some Onyx year of free membership type things. I mean, just – all kinds of things that say, you know, you should get in the door and come hang out for a little while. Right, right. So, so be fun. Be a fun night. I'm still thinking about walkout songs. Sorry, I'm distracted. What do you want to walk out to? I don't. I was just thinking back in my old days when I was working at Mossy Oak, we used to play wiffle ball a lot, mm-hmm. like during the off season. And it got to the point where we got so serious about this, we had walkout songs. <sighs> like it, it was back in the day. I hope so. <laughs> my early 20s you walk out shipping off to boston by dropkick murphy's i was like <laughs> welcome to the jungle <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's uh i mean that would be funny but this is the thing i mean people got to show up first we, <laughs> what if we <laughs> what if we held this event and it's just the four of us <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, Austin, and Hunter. Hey, guys. <laughs> It'll just be a 
a two and a half hour drive to record a podcast yeah you know uh, no, no harm no foul no but all seriousness i think it'll be a fun event and again we'll talk about it more later uh i, I mean and don't there's been folks already this is what led us to announcing it now one because we've never done it before we wanted to get the word out two like there's already been people i'm sure you've had it too there's been people hit up my page the primo's page like when are y'all gonna start talking about turkeys and you're like we can't not we can't do that yet like i would like to personally i can talk about turkeys anytime but it's still like we can't let go of the deer and the duck stuff just yet we're more of a current event yeah. broadcast here and yeah. the current events are deer hunting right now deer hunting and duck hunting and yeah the turkey i mean we're we're looking at what's the, if the day's the 17th about a month from now is when we're gonna do this what, what we're gonna do the event but we'll start tur- look, okay we have this episode that we're recording right now we have next monday's episode and then after that is turkey talking time yep because we hit february and come february we officially shift to turkeys so two more episodes of deer and turkey and whatever went out and after that is turkey talk yep. but um so yeah that's that very excited about it um primos.com check that out primos youtube channel check that out primos custom meal shop that's everything mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. cool got new uh new episodes every week now on outdoor channel too oh yeah that is true they restarted last week first episode i think we got a couple of deer shows and some coyote stuff then we're getting into turkey hunts turkey stuff shows when i was in stepped by the office for a little while last week and slade was working on he was polishing up the stuff from florida okay it was looking pretty good yeah pretty good This podcast is brought to you by OnX Hunt, the app that has completely changed the game and helps you increase your success rates every time you go out in the field. It's something that we legitimately use every single day. doesn't matter if we're talking elk hunting, deer hunting, duck hunting, upland hunting, bass fishing. It does not matter. We don't go a day without using OnX Hunt. Public and private land boundaries, the new crop filters, the new 3D mapping system. There is not a time where Onyx cannot help you, and they update it all the time, which helps you increase your success rates. So go and check out the Onyx Hunt app today. Use the promo code PRIMOS20 to get 20% off your Onyx Hunt membership. Good deal. Yep. So beyond that, we, again, we're sitting here at Kudzu. Um, Troy's probably here already. Brad Iwagander is not here yet. Uh but we are looking at uh, the probably some of the best weather that we've had as far as cold weather goes. Yeah, the next day or two, then it's going to start rising again. Then the front's coming through. It's going to get cold again. So just mm-hmm. a January cycle, which it is that's what it's supposed to do in January in, in Mississippi. It's usually you get three or four days of 30-something degree days, and then it jump back up to around 50, 60. Then it comes back down again with another front. Mm-hmm. So we're back in the right cycle. Mm-hmm. Which I like those cycles too, talking about duck hunting a little bit, because yeah. with those cycles coming down, we actually do start getting birds down here. Yeah. So, which is, um, I have not, I'm t- like, I'm gonna figure something out next year. Before I, I like, I'll like stake my name on it because when we were at Cottonmouth, like normally on here when we talk about Cottonmouth, we're talking about the deer and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm here to talk about like I miss the duck hunting opportunity that we had at Cottonmouth. Yeah, so terribly bad. My dog misses it. So does yours. 
Mm-hmm. Like, she, she doesn't do nothing but laying in bed now, depressed. Yeah. So I mean, so y'all, when we were like Cottonmouth, if y'all, I don't know how familiar familiar y'all were with where it was situated, but where it sat, you know, on the Mississippi River. It, I mean, obviously, it wasn't like bang up every time, but I mean, it was a, it was a, just an outstanding place to have at your fingertips to be able to hunt ducks at, mm-hmm. and that's what Delta and Knox were born into being able to hunt a lot. And now, when we transition from there into the hills, as y'all can probably gather, there's not a whole lot of ducks <laughs> in the hills. I was just thinking, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Delta just turned five, mm-hmm. and in the last two seasons, she might have picked up five ducks oh that makes me sad and her first two seasons were well over 200 300 ducks yeah that's how he was yeah i mean that's how that's i mean knox was knox's her her and knox's first seasons were both in cottonmouth Mm -hmm. spent the first part of their lives in cottonmouth yeah she was out there at eight months old and I have uh, couldn't get her to pick up a greenhead to start with. I remember that. We had to teach her. <laughs> she, had, she had to ease into it. Jordan was so like you were so. I thought she was broke. You were worried. Yeah, yeah you were like, like, "What am I going to do?" I was like, "I don't know." I called Mister Bill at Mossy Oak. He's like, "Don't worry about it. She'll figure it out." I yeah. Was like, sure enough, she did. Because it was the strangest thing. I think the size of it freaked her out. Yeah, she's a little bitty thing. I mean, anyway. it's purely speculation. But that's what I think. But then we went goose hunting one day, and she just went crazy over you're, a snow goose. You're right. Because then we, because that was the thought, and then she picked up a snow goose. We're like, well, it's not the size. Is uh, we fi- she finally got the figured it out though and doesn't none of it bother her now but it was so funny like we'd shoot into a flock of teal like she'd run out there come back get it just happy as she could be you shoot mm-hmm. a mallard <laughs> she'd run out there snip it i still like, the oh. first the first time that happened we were all like oh delta's gonna pick up her first greenhead you know this is a moment for a for a dog parent spending a, a gun dog owner like this is a moment your first greenhead you know we we're like oh and he sends her she trots out there she gets to it she smells of it Looks back at Jordan, looks back at the duck, and turns around and runs back. <laughs> we're like, huh? You look like you was gut shot. You were like, what's going on? We're, what going, if- we're not going, no more mallard shooting, only little ducks. Uh, here's a funny story. Here's a funny story. Okay. If you'll remember this. This was uh, technically Knox's first duck hunt. And Ben Bredigan still worked with us. And no one, like you and I both know, and ben, Ben's been on this podcast a few times, but, I, like, it needs to be stated, like, they're dog people and they're dog people. Like, Ben is a dog person. So, Ben rode up right when duck season opened, and we were going to try to film a hunt, and then Ben shows up, and Ben has Annie and Herbie, his two, I'll just, they're Deutsch Drothars, German wire hairs, pretty much, or something like that. Great dogs. But anyhow, the way like so, and I had Knox, you had Delta. Everyone wanted to hunt their dog. We ended up hunting, uh, what was it, Horseshoe? I think. I don't. One of those holes that hot got caught. Yeah, out. I don't remember. And we ended up hunting that thing with four dogs. <laughs> and this was Knox's first duck hunt ever. It would have been Herbie, Herbie's first duck hunt ever. First uh, shooting light gets there, and a big, you know, I can't remember. I think it was Gadwall maybe. But ducks fly, you know fly into the decoys we shoot into them like four or five ducks fall into the water and all of us there was poor communication on our part but i mean like across that levee that we were hitting on you hear delta herbie annie knox 
Here comes a herd of dogs. There's four dogs running through the water. Yeah. And it was mass confusion. Like, Delta knew what was going on. Annie knew what was going on. Herbie and Knox were both, like, six months old. So they're just basically running in circles through the decoys. <laughs> and, like, Brad's sitting over there like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing out here? Yeah. Yeah. It turned into more of a fun hunt than anything. Knox did pick up his first greenhead that day, but and we figured out quickly, like, hey, look, we're going to have to take turns here, or this is not going to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you remember that? I, I, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. That was the the chaos. The 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 peak chaos was that first volley, and there was there was quite literally four dogs in the water. Mm-hmm. We were like, this is a uh, this is not ideal. Learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> so if y'all can picture that, there's probably some guys like if if somebody's in mind that duck on a lot, just hearing that story probably makes them cringe a little yeah, bit. They're like, like, ooh. Listen to these idiots. <laughs> yeah, we are. <clears throat> and then we got to the point where we realized like it's the best way to hunt Delta Knox is one by one. Yeah. I mean, they'll do okay if we're not videoing like hunting them together. Yeah. But still, like the competition gets the best of them. Yeah. It's a, like, cause I had never, I'd never seen Delta break ever. Truly. Yeah. Uh, she, she may have broke someone you were training her. I don't know. She, since day one has been like far stand steady. She's yeah. good as they come on that point. And the, the, the only time, the first time I saw her break is when we were hunting just her and Knox and she had gone and picked up a duck or, or something. And out and I sent Knox and Knox was like, three quarters away to the duck and all of a sudden there goes delta so that was a that was a common occurrence they, they don't and not vice versa knox would do the same thing yeah she's delta such a alpha mentality and her personality when it comes to being around other dogs like yeah. she can't stand it yeah and she was uh so i mean like i said that they may have grown out of some of that now i don't know but yeah i do remember that that was quite funny <laughs> Knox's first, I mean, Knox's first hunt ever was a dove hunt, and Delta stole his dove from him. And ate it. Yeah. When she, was, like, she did not want him to have it so bad, she swallowed the whole dove. Yeah, and Knox was like four months old. <laughs> his little his little legs were like six inches long, just scampering across there, trying to get to the trying to get to get the dove. He almost gets to it. Boom, here comes Delta. I was being mean. Yeah, oh, I know what you were doing. Very aware. <laughs> I mean, she didn't break that time. She got sent. <laughs> Yeah. poor Knox is running out there like what am I supposed to do mm. here comes red lightning yeah Delta yeah but we are in peak deer hunting again this week something like we that off on a tangent talking about ducks because we miss it so much uh might go try duck hunt this weekend I hope try yeah um but we have got to do some deer stand time yeah. while the weather's good because last week uh you and Brad hunted three or four days, and then me and Troy hunted three or four days, and we saw a lot of deer. Had some, I had some fun spotting stalk hunts on does, <laughs> like getting the uh, getting the doe management knocked out while we aren't aren't seeing very many mature bucks on their feet. That's right. that's been like one of the the biggest like elements of what's been going on lately is trying to get that doe quota filled up. Yeah, and uh, shoot, I. I don't think Troy and I, we did not see a buck over two years old, I don't think, all week. I don't it's think just, we did either. We're in that funny stage. We, we saw, we've we seen it everywhere we hunted, you know, as far as like Cottonmouth and here, wherever. 
and uh, you have that them two or three weeks of like peak rut and bucks are searching for does and all that and it's like a little almost a lull mm-hmm. where they're not really searching anymore but they're not super keyed in on coming to food plots yet and it's just like they're, yeah. they're not daytime moving at all right mm-hmm. now and it's it's picking up by the day i was looking at the cameras last night and we had a few uh a few bucks like right at dust dark last night show up so well it's kind of what's i made the i guess the similarity between the two cause when brad and i had to go on a we went on a late season elk hunt in nevada mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of deal it was like post rut and if you sat like some of these big meadows it's kind of out kind of the same thing as sitting in a food plot in the evening for whitetails you know you would see a, just a pile of elk mainly cows and calves see a bunch of small spikes a couple raghorns but for us to find a big mature bull he was going to be isolated off to himself i mean you had to go and it was not which you can do that in that elk country typically because it's more open up you know you know what i mean yeah, you can get eyes on which yeah like stalking around trying to get eyes on a mature buck down here that would not translate over but but that's what i i think of it as mm-hmm. as far as like that goes but and the other thing is is like uh we got a um picture on the cell cams last week of that big eight point down on the side of the lake that we'd been hunting mm-hmm. and did, he looked so skinny no oh, yeah they've been running hard you yeah know? it's just that time of year where it's fitting on you'll have that last hopefully it starts this week where you start seeing those older bucks start really keying in trying mm-hmm. to recoup you know getting yeah. on food sources and hopefully those would start showing up in the daylight but it is i think it's something everybody struggles with at some point in season just based yeah. on when your rut is i mean just like in the the midwest you have that first couple that late latter part of november first couple weeks of december are the same way mm-hmm you know, bucks is kind of like they find a hole and crawl into it for a few days to rest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you start getting some cold weather, and here they start popping out again. Yeah. So. Yeah. I th- I mean, and hopefully we'll start seeing that this week. Like I said, there was some movement on the trail cameras that would, you know, lead us to believe we could have some success. Who knows? Yep. Either it's, way, we're going to be there to try. It's, man, it seems like we just started deer hunting, honestly. It's like it's blown yeah. by so fast. And uh, it's been like everybody, I have a lot of you probably do too. I have a lot of people that ask me almost daily, like, how's Kudzu being? How's Kudzu doing? And how are y'all liking it? And yeah, it's a good point to bring up. Honestly, this yeah. year has been, I feel way better about how yeah. this year has went than i did last year mm-hmm. you know we've figured out a lot more we've figured out how to, to put the right amount of pressure somewhat i think we still push them a little too hard especially here on the main camp place because of our cover situation and we you know got to do some something for a different habitat and figure out when we can go in areas because based on where the deer are staying at this time of year because mm-hmm. They're staying, a lot of the does are staying really close to the food plots. Well, we have pretty big timber here, and this time of year is pretty open. So when you go in there to hunt, you and Brad had this situation last week. Big Buck Ridge, everybody that listens to us has heard of Big Buck Ridge probably by now. Well, it's a really good spot for getting pictures of deer and stuff, but it's super hard to hunt. Yeah. And just like we had a shooter buck coming in there almost daily almost every day like clockwork 
y'all finally get the right, right wind to go in there and hunt and don't even see a deer like a good stiff wind too like yeah. a good consistent like constantly it didn't swirl like not even a question whether it's the right conditions it was right conditions yeah. but I, t- I, mean, I told brad even before he there was there was debating between going there and then uh, another spot i can't remember which he asked me he said what would you what do you want to do i said i want to go to the other spot and he was like that buck's been in there every day uh, but brad hasn't hunted big buck ridge as much as i as much as you know i guess me or you or whoever had and i had already kind of lost faith in it yeah. i was like it, it it's it will fool the way it was set up it will fool you because it has the most consistent daylight pictures of deer overall and of bucks mm-hmm. so you're like man this is a no-brainer but the way we're not doing something right because every time it, it just doesn't work out. I, we're either bumping them going in or, or something. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes a sense. Lot, a lot of it's access, getting in that spot. There's only one way you can access it. And mm-hmm. the bad part about that is you have to drive on the edge of a thicket, not driving through it. But still, you if this time of year you only got 20-acre thicket over there, you get one deer up and moving through it. Yeah. There goes the whole herd out of there. Yeah and it's just it's just not and then after we sat that and literally didn't see a deer brad was like yeah we got to figure something else out here i don't know what that is but that ain't working yeah (laughs) what we're doing yeah not working at all it's frustrating honestly but yeah i I agree i'm being completely honest uh at the end of deer season last year i was like man i don't know because it was i mean I mean, the proof's in the pudding. You can watch it in the shows that came out. Like, last deer season was not a walk in the park mm-hmm. for anybody here. So I was like, man, I don't And I think, in, I mean, like we said, this is this spot is significantly different than Cottonmouth was. We only have our, our amount of influence and how much pressure those deer get is much less here than what it was at Cottonmouth. Yeah. We just don't, we don't have that near amount of a say-so. But it's learning how to balance those things. And, yeah, just one year difference from first year, from year one to year two. Year two has been very encouraging, mm-hmm. significantly encouraging. Yep. Still plenty to figure out. Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, moving forward, it's going to get better and better. Yeah. Our, our success rate, now we still go like eight times per buck we've killed <laughs> between three people hunting. So that's like yeah. 16 hunts between one buck you know so yeah that's what i tell i mean like because those questions never stop or someone will say like man how do y'all kill those deer all the time i'm like we don't like yeah. we, we just you ha- if you're if you're tight lining for catfish the more lines you have in the water the more chance you got of catching one yep so the more time <laughs> the more time we spend out there chasing a buck the more you know chance we we get more refined on our approach and what we're doing and get a better odds of him walking out in front of us at the right time mm-hmm one thing i am excited about kind of leaving this on a positive note is the turkey season is good here the turkey season that is yeah turkey season the the turkey hunting here is pretty fantastic yeah that is for sure we have some fun it's fun hunting these hills and hollows with them turkeys because you can move and juke and jive and get in the right position a lot of times with out them seeing you and they bellow man they gobble like well they and that i, I wonder if it has something to do with the hills or you know everything but man they just yeah yeah and that's gonna be happening here in two months from today pretty much yeah so i remember right there i mean like i said this episode one more episode and then we can 
officially start talking about the turkey situation. I'm trying to think if we left because we're, we're a little bit, not too terribly short, but a little bit short. We're trying to think if we left anything open-ended. Uh, I know there's a possibility Jimmy may be coming back this week. Yeah, he said he may be up here like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, he's he's kind of just living on his uh, swamp donkey hunt still. Like he's like I hunted <laughs> twice and I killed two bucks and I, I'm gonna mess up my batting average if I go again. If I did that, I would just hang it up on that. Oh yeah. Cool. I mean, I may go doe hunting or something, but I was th- you know I was what I was thinking last night. I like this is first year in a while that I'm going buckless in Mississippi. Hmm. And I thought it would bother me, but it it is what it is. Well, it's not like I hadn't been trying. When someone shoots a 173-inch deer in Iowa, they tend to be put on the back burner (laughs) when it's their turn to hunt. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is kind of – I mean, I was talking to somebody last night about it, and it's like, I hadn't hadn't shot a buck here yet this year. I I hadn't really – which I hadn't hunted a ton either, but – just it's been a fun year though i've had fun truly i've had fun uh i've probably shot more does this year for you know honestly like because i shot some at swamp donkey and then a handful here all like strict honestly i mean obviously i enjoy it but it's been for uh the dmap program on both sides why we have to match a quota mm-hmm. i say that assuming people under you know know that but in case you don't i mean that's the deer management assistant program uh but that has been fun for me yeah i just go because some of those i had a ball last week we uh me and troy we were went hunting in the mornings and uh if we hadn't seen much by like eight o'clock we'd go slipping around that's what i've been doing and uh (laughs) sneak up on these food plots and stuff yeah yeah that's fun yeah because we've even done i mean basically i guess in short what happens we have a we have a more uh yeah different doe quota this year per se and we're trying our best to stay on top of it so most of the time there's not a hunt that takes place out here on kudzu without there being a camera rolling the exception to that is if we're trying to field doe quota so there's been a few hunts happen between with me or jordan or troy whatever and we're just doe hunting and those have those have been highly enjoyable Mm -hmm. for me for sure (laughs) for sure for sure the one i the first one i shot out here i had Knox uh sitting with me he couldn't figure out when I shot the gun, like what he was supposed to go retrieve, <laughs> but he 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 enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I think we can wrap it up on that. Um, next week, one more deer week, deer hunting full. Trying, to, I'm just raffling through my head and my ADD ways, trying to make sure we hadn't left anything off. Yeah, yep. But keep it in mind, uh, February twenty third. I'm going to Rick's Cafe to hang out with everybody and talk a little turkey hunting. So yeah, y'all be sure to come on and hang out. Tell your friends. Yeah, and there'll be more. Again, there will be more details coming out, and we'll have more details on what all we what all we will be giving away and all that fun stuff. So we're gonna sign off because before no time, we're gonna have to suit up and head to the woods for this next upcoming week at Kudzu Deer Hunting. We'll catch y'all back here next week. As always, truly thank you for listening to the Speak the Language podcast.